Let me start this first ever Greylance Live off right by saying hello from the distance and intimacy of the internet. Please feel free to visit me on the web at www.greylancelive.blogspot.com. That's G-R-E-Y-L-A-N-C-E-L-I-V-E.blogspot.com. And leave me any questions, comments, or concerns so that I may ignore them, parody them, or otherwise offend your sensibilities more precisely. Since this is my first podcast, I'll introduce myself. I'm a high school senior who will be commissioning, hopefully, in the United States Army upon graduating from college. On the internet, I go by the pseudonym of Greylance. I started out on my great odyssey through American politics as an easily swayed moderate, as so many youth of America do. I could have turned into one of those barking moonbats if not for the self-aggrandizing effrontery of liberalism. So I stayed moderate until I read All the Trouble in the World by P.G. O'Rourke and a few other of his books. They're classics. I strongly suggest you pick them up. I then had my epiphany. Big government is not only inherently tyrannical, it is anathema to American values. Since then, I've become quite cynical of the big ideas of liberalism. With that said, let's move on. The first topic I'm going to have to talk about would be the uh, recent termination of Abu Laith al-Libi, uh, he was the former leader of Al-Qaeda in Afghanistan. He orchestrated that whole terrorist attack when uh, Big Dick went over there to visit. Um, he was number five on the CIA's most wanted list, and he there was, from what I read, some possible connections between him and that hit job on Budo that happened a little while ago. Uh, once again, this proves that with proper intelligence, the United States can find you no matter where you are and make sure that you hurt quite a bit for what you've done. Uh, great job all around. I'm pretty sure. I'm certain that the CIA and the Army and the Air Force and whatever powers that made you this that took a lot of work and a lot of effort and it certainly paid off. You got a very large tango and you made him very very dead. Uh, one thing that I did notice about this though was once again the mainstream media has neglected in its duties to inform the American people about the war in Iraq and Afghanistan for this matter. I guess uh, effectively. Uh, I was watching NBC, the new guy, you know, what's his Tom Brokaw left, and now we have What's-His-Face. Um, they look the exact same. But anyways, um, he's, I was watching NBC the other night, and the topic came up. I was like, oh, awesome, they're going to talk about this. They're going to say how much of a great job they've done. Well, obviously, I must have hit my head or something, because he brushed right past this to get to the real stories that are happening these days, the real important stuff, to bring us an article, to bring us a... To, uh, op-ed almost, to bring us an article uh, piece about the heartbreaking conditions brought on by global warming to fish in Northern California near Sonoma. Why You know, I'm starting to think, you know, I was reading the counterinsurgency manual and I was reading the part about how media plays such a big role in counterinsurgency. I was wondering, you know, maybe if General Petraeus or somebody you know, told these bunch of knuckleheads how important they are to winning the war against terrorism, maybe they'd get their act together and actually, you know, help us keep Iraqi, uh, I'm sorry, mentally disabled Iraqi women from strapping, from being convinced to strap bombs to their chest and blowing themselves up. Uh, next on the news, a very humorous piece, almost, that I picked up off the front page of Drudge Report, great website. Um, Senator Jim DeMint Republican South Carolina is planning on bringing forward legislation to revoke funding to Berkeley in California, Berkeley, the city of Berkeley. 
on the grounds that the city council is being openly hostile to the Marine Corps. Uh, he wants to remove the $2.1 million granted to Berkeley in the recent appropriation bill. He wants to revoke them that money and give that money to the Marine Corps. <laughs> uh, somebody has a sense of poetic justice. All right, well, what I've got to say is is that finally we might have a senator up on Capitol Hill who has a, who has a pair like Big Mac. I don't know. We've yet to see this. If he carries through on it, I will have a new hero in the Senate. Uh, Berkeley Moonbats should be allowed to protest and howl and be Moonbats all they want in front of the Marine Corps recruiting station. But the problem is, is that when the city council is openly trying to impede the functions of a agency of the federal government, you know, there's problems with that. That, that can't fly. Now, I'm all for states' rights and local power, but attendant to that means that when the states or local governments overstep their bounds, they don't get much more funding from the federal government. It's just the way it is. So if the, if the city council of Berkeley wants to keep on getting that money from the federal government, then by all means, they should stop the legislation to try and make it more difficult to recruit brave young men and women to join the Marine Corps, and they should just... If they really don't like it, they should just keep on letting the hippies stank up the front of the Marine Corps base with that geriatric hippie B.O. that we all love so much. Um, finally, the final item I've got to talk about is Super Tuesday next week. Uh, that's a really, that's a huge event each year in the, president, in the race for the White House. I mean, presidential primaries, your campaign is either made or broken pretty much on Super Tuesday. Uh, McCain is looking pretty strong going into here. I mean, I was checking Real Clear Politics and their polls, as much as I hate polls, their polls are saying that McCain has an 11.8 percentage point spread over the closest competition, Romney, obviously. Uh, Romney might make a comeback. Uh, you never know. Politics can be any man's game, but I'm not feeling it. Uh... That's not a bad thing, though. I like McCain. Uh, I personally think that McCain's the best bet that the GOP has of putting one of our guys in the White House as opposed to one of the communists. Um, I'm sure Romney is more ideologically pure than McCain is, I'm sure. But there's no way in Hades that he could win over enough Americans to win the White House. It, I'm sorry, it's not happening. The only people who are being won over by Mitt Romney are the true believers of the conservative ideology. I like him. I think he'd make a good president, but I don't think he'd win. And what we've got to decide between is either putting up uh, John McCain and helping him out and letting him and getting enough moderates to win it against Barack or Hillary, or we can have either Barack or Hillary as the president. And in my personal opinion, that would be disastrous, much more so than having the Maverick in the office. Um, Big Mac can just win over to moderates more, and we all know the moderates are the ones that we need. Uh, also, people have this bizarre fear that McCain, because he's the maverick, once he gets in the office, there'll be no more conservative voice in the White House. A, you're forgetting the fact that we could easily win back the Congress, and we all know how much power the Congress has over a president they don't like, and it'd be easy, we could just shove things over his bill and block all of his initiatives if it was really not if he really didn't work out for us. I seriously doubt it. He's pretty loyal when he needs he's really loyal when he needs to be. He's willing to speak his mind, whatever. Um and also 
McCain kind of, from what I've been seeing, kind of has the makings to be the quarterback to a GOP all-star vote-getting demographic-busting dream team. What I'm seeing here is we could have McCain as the president, Giuliani as the attorney general. I mean, he was a federal, what was it, federal prosecutor for years before he was the mayor, and he did a great job. He could do everything that his campaign said he was going to do from the attorney general position. Uh, I'm sensing Secretary of State Romney because of the fact that way we'd keep him in on all of the important board meetings, and he'd be able to do everything that we'd want him to do. He'd be right there to keep a tab on McCain. Um, we could probably keep Gates a sec def. He's really good. And my suggestion, I was talking with my dad, and we both came to the conclusion, we originally thought that Fred Thompson would be a really good vice presidential candidate, but we're thinking that since it'd be John McCain and Fred Thompson, it'd be like the two oldest dudes possible on the ticket, and they'd get that would be an obvious, you know, that cut back on it considering the fact Barack Obama's so young and Hillary Clinton's a ageless android. So we decided that the best candidate for vice presidential ticket on any Republican ticket that we could possibly find would be Bobby Jindal of the state of Louisiana. Uh, for those of you who aren't a fam or who aren't familiar with Bobby Jindal, I'll give you a brief. Uh, I'll give you a quick briefing on him. Uh, Bobby Jindal is the current governor of Louisiana. He won the jungle primary down there. It was really impressive. I mean, they didn't even have to do a runoff election. He did so well. Uh, before that, he was the re he was the representative of the first district to the House of Representatives from 2005 until he won the governorship. Uh, Rhodes Scholar. Uh, I believe he's an LSU graduate. I'm pretty sure he is. At least he went to Oxford. Um, he's 36 years old, real young guy. The only reason I don't think he could run for pre he ran for president is he's not old. He wasn't old enough when this all started. Uh, he's Roman Catholic and he's Indian, like from the, the subcontinent. He's Indian. Um, he could be the conservative answer to Barack Obama, and even if he doesn't run for vice president with whoever we elect. I mean, he'd be great for president next time around. Just, I mean, he has a beautiful record. It's impeccable. I mean, he was the Louisiana's, was it Medicaid secretary or whatever it was. His program was bankruptcy with a, was bankrupt. $400 million deficit, all right? After he was through with it, th after three years, they had a surplus of $220 million. It's amazing. Um, I mean, he has, he already has more experience than Obama on, guess what, healthcare. The most one of the most important issues of this time, uh, he anyone who said McCain wasn't conservative enough, I mean they couldn't say anything if you had J Bobby Jindal as the VP. I mean he'd keep McCain in line easily. Uh, I mean he's really a conservative conservative. He's the most pro-life guy you'll find anywhere. He's you know he's really he's staunchly religious in the best sense of the word. He's just good all around. Um, he's compatible. With McCain's stance on pork and foreign policy, I mean, he was one of the first guys, he led freshman representatives to Congress and dying their thumbs purple, feel-good story, who cares. Um, pork, he's really cutting down corruption on Louisiana, will probably want, even if he's not VP, he'll probably do a great job for Louisiana, hopefully, please dear God. And, you know, my dad and I were thinking, and the only real problem we could see with putting Bobby Jindal, Jindal, Bobby Jindal on the uh, VP ticket would be that we steal a perfectly good governor from Louisiana. Now, 
I'm sure the people of Louisiana wouldn't mind departing with one of their lead, with one of their own to lead the whole country instead of just Louisiana. I'm sure I have relatives down there. They're nice people. Um, yeah, Bobby Jindal, vice president. We need to see if we can draft this guy. Uh, that's all I got. Gray Lance signing out.